Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm excited to be here with you today and I'm excited to be with my co-host Callan as always. Callan, how are you? Good, happy to be here as always, like you said. Yeah. We just, we love hanging out with all of you and are excited to be here to record another fun episode. Absolutely. Uh, my name is Anna. I didn't say that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't know who we are. <laughs> yes, yes. If you're new here, welcome. Um, I do have some exciting news as we get into our episode. Um, we have dun, some dun. segments here. Yeah, fun little segments yeah, that yeah. we have. We like to sip on a beverage while we talk about pop culture and other jazz. That's hence the on the rocks part. But um <laughs> I have some exciting news that I am no longer drinking alcohol for the next nine months, or maybe longer, who knows, as I am pregnant with a baby. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Expecting I a child. I just found out. <laughs> Live on air. Just kidding. I did know, and we are very excited. I'm sure all of our listeners are going to be thrilled about your news, even though... Um, you will have to shift, you know, the bre- the beverages that you're yes. suggesting. I think that just opens the doors for new new opportunities, and we can't wait to have a a third podcast host, maybe in the future, a little mm. guest. That's scary. <laughs> you might hear um, some some cries in the background <laughs> in the future. That's right, real life happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to find some mocktail recipes to try out. And Callan mentioned before we started recording, I think it's a great idea to maybe if there are listeners out there who don't drink, then that's a great segue to figure out what you like that's maybe not on a menu anywhere and can figure out some cool stuff. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. To, to try out some new things. Currently, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to drink a lot of soda because of caffeine reasons and other chemicals <laughs> um <laughs> but obviously I've still loved LaCroix my go-to mm-hmm. sparkling water and today I'm having a limoncello which mm. I feel like that miss maybe this is a hot take I don't know but I feel uh-huh. like this is my favorite flavor okay um, I like limoncello yeah I really like I really like it I think it'll be a good mocktail uh base I guess (laughs) um yeah I've seen a lot of LaCroix's social media accounts have a lot of mocktail recipes so I'm excited to try those with LaCroix because I love the sparkle um but yeah I feel like LaCroix limoncello is really good I like the the more fancy flavors as people may say of course I like (laughs) yeah (laughs) I like the lemon I like the lime I like orange, you know, I guess like the more Mm -hmm. generic taste. (laughs) Right, your basic Right, exactly. But I do really like this one. And a few people I know who have never had limoncello before, like they don't like LaCroix at all. Mm -hmm. And I've had them try the limoncello one and they say it's not as bad, so. (laughs) Okay. Hey, I stepped in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Maybe that's a good starter one. Yeah, I would think so. I feel like it's not 
the flavor is not super overwhelming, but it's not so subtle as some of the other ones may be. Well, and I feel like the, um, I, I like limoncello and I feel like it's almost more of a dessert one. Yeah. It has like that sweetness to it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's good also if you're used to a sugary beverage. That's true. It kind of helps you. It's not as stark as, you know, regular lemon, I guess. Right. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, what are you Great having? choice. Um, I am repeating, um, but I'm having another mimosa hard seltzer. Nice. It's, it's good. I got a four pack, so this is the third one. So y'all will probably hear it one more time <laughs> after this one. Uh, but it's good. It is um, from an Atlanta brewing company, if you haven't heard me talk about it before. And I really enjoy it. Um, it's kind of a big can. It's kind of like a beer can. Like, not, I don't know, like a craft beer can, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's hefty. So <laughs> I'm settling in. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> Another segment we like to talk about is things that we are consuming not mm-hmm. beverages. <laughs> yes. Um, so I figured I would go first and talk about somebody. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Um, I mentioned I meant to talk about it earlier when we were talking about the Amazing Race. Um, but I did watch Dream Killer. Oh, good. Um, which I know you've seen it. I have not seen it. Oh, you haven't. Okay, I'm sorry. I've just I forgot. told everyone. I've told <laughs> <Okay>. everyone about. <laughs> Maybe that's why I I put two together. I was like, oh yeah, Callan's uh, seen this already. Yeah, I know. I'm really good at like faking. Like, <laughs> like I'm recommending something, and I actually haven't even seen it myself. But. Well, you know a lot about the case and everything. I know the so. story. Yeah, the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How was it? It was really good. Um, it's a good. documentary from 2015. It is on Netflix. Dream slash killer is how it's, mm-hmm. I guess, shown. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's um, it's about Ryan Ferguson, who was on the most recent season of The Amazing Race, and how he was wrongly convicted of a murder and was in prison for 10 years, which is just crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um But the documentary is really interesting. It basically follows his father who, through the years, was basically being a a private investigator for his son's case, trying to figure out basically how to help him get out. And um, it really was through his grit and determination and find getting finally getting connected with the right people, lawyers and nonprofits who specialize more so in helping people who may be wrongly convicted. So it's super obviously it's super sad. It's just another reminder of how corrupt our justice system can be. But mm-hmm. it's also a really great story about his dad and his relationship with his his family and his friends who all have really stuck by him despite this horrible circumstance. Um, Mm -hmm. And one really random thing I made a note of that I didn't want to forget (laughs) was um, on The Amazing Race, they, Dusty mentions Ryan's abnormally large calves. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
that's and right. that's something that's also mentioned in the documentary, <laughs> which I thought was really funny. It was just I like, wow. I guess his yeah, that's his claim to fame. It it must be abnormal if it's being talked <laughs> about so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it was good. I I need to watch it. Um, yeah, I I'm excited that I don't know that it was a good rendition, I guess, or or a good storytelling mm-hmm. of it because um i don't know I, I just you know we've talked about on here we like true crime and we're really interested in wrongfully convicted you know stories and things like that and i just think it's really important for people to be aware yeah. that this is a thing that happens a lot right um so i'm glad that you know he was on amazing race and got to travel the world but also raise awareness and it's cool to see him turning it around and living a positive life even after something that could really make you a bitter person absolutely yeah um and i'm glad that it was good because i mentioned it on here in the past because of (laughs) andrew jenks yeah the the director if you watched mtv back in the day you might remember him so i'm glad that he's you know successful yeah he did a good job i think i like to think i watch a lot of documentaries and i was i was happy with that one (laughs) Well, um, kind of on the same wavelength, actually, oh, okay. I watched a Netflix documentary over the weekend, and I am, yes, very late to the game as per usual, but I finally watched the documentary about the Fire Festival. Nice. So this, yes, you know, I know there was one on Netflix and one on Hulu. I never watched either of them. Uh, but the story was very fascinating when I saw, you know, people talking about about it in the news and yeah. know, people that I knew personally were chatting about it. But I guess I felt like I heard so much about it that I just never took the time to actually watch the documentary. Yeah, you know? understandable. But I did. And it was really well done. Um, really takes you through the background of Fire, the company itself. Um, and it's so interesting to me that, you know, it started as its own app that I think could have been successful. And then they decided to do the festival as a promotional piece. And we know how that went. <laughs> and if you don't or know how didn't. that went. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, exactly, <laughs> or did it. Um, so I definitely recommend watching it. I think it's a fascinating story about, um, you know, the Billy McFarland who started it, also Ja Rule, like, who's talked about him <laughs> other than this situation in decades. So it was interesting to see him, you know, play a part. Um, really shows the effect of, like, influencer marketing. So I liked it from that perspective yeah. of, like, the marketing side, like marketing something that you don't actually have, you know, that kind of thing, the ethical side of it, um, all of that. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I recommend it. I know, like I said, I'm late to the game, <laughs> but maybe somebody else is too. And this oh, is yeah. your reminder that it is out there and you can watch it. So, um the guy that directed it, it's Chris something, but he's done a lot of Netflix documentaries. I was noticing that like looking through the documentary category, he's directed a lot of them, yeah. and the ones I've seen so far have been good. So, there you go. Yeah. 
And that's good timing because I feel like we're starting to get into like festival season. That's Coachella right. was this that's past right. weekend, so yes, it's you know, it's relevant. It's, it's starting to get around. Yeah, I'm it's, sure it's the relevant. anniversary is coming up. Whenever that may be. <laughs> yes, yes, the uh, the festival that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> shout out to Blink One Eighty Two for dropping out before uh, it it hit the fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I know there's that festival um, that was being talked about online a few months ago, the one that's in Vegas. That yes, I I mean I promise you when I saw this going around on Facebook, I was like, this is fake. This is not <laughs> real. And I like I love My Chemical Romance, and they were on the. Uh, lineup and I was I went to their page and they posted about it I was like how is this how is this legit yeah (laughs) um I don't remember the name of it do you uh I'll look it up I think it's like when we were young or while we were when we were young yes like the when we were when we were young yeah okay no credit to the killers (laughs) (laughs) but it's like two days in Vegas and the lineup what have you seen anything? sorry i just i just looked it up and they did add more days because i remember oh, okay. i remember everybody was like how are you gonna do this but that yeah. was like peak covid time so anyway yeah and i mean it was like one one day right and they had all of these like headliner level people and I, was like i remember the like all the tiktoks you would see of people who were like w- listening to one song for like two seconds and then they'd have to go to the <laughs> next stage yeah. <laughs> to be able to hear everybody they wanted yeah yeah exactly like that's it's like you're just gonna be running back and <laughs> forth like they're gonna be changing sets longer than the people are going to actually be performing like but if they've added more days, then it must, they must have been planning it all along. I don't really know why they acted like it was just one day. That was my impression that it was one day. Um, so maybe they changed yeah. that. I don't know. Yeah, because when they announced it, it was one day. And mm-hmm. then, like, a few days later, it became two days. Okay. And some people are like, oh, this is sketchy. And some people are like, well, they didn't just decide this. Like, it would have had to be, like... This would have had to be booked before they announced the second day. Yeah. So if it's like more days now, it makes me think it was that long all along. And maybe it was, I, I don't know. Because yeah. it looks more legit if it's multiple days. In right. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully it turns out a lot better. Yes. Than, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure like, isn't it? Isn't it, like, connected to, fi- to the Fire Festival somehow? Like, I think it has, like, the same sponsor or something like that. I'm not sure about Fire Festival, but I know... So- I don't know if it's the promoter or something for... Um, it was, like, Astro World or whatever. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The other awful <laughs> thing. Yeah, even worse. Than- that's pro- that. Yeah, that was worse, but... Okay, yeah. Yeah, people were like, this is this is not good. Yeah, it's the like- same. I don't know if it's Live Nation or... Yeah, yeah. Who, okay. exactly. That's right. Yeah, well, I hope it goes well. I mean, I would love to see all those people, but I'll let them sort out the kinks. Yeah, we'll go in a couple years when... Yeah, when it's, when it's chill. I mean, we like music festivals. Like, yeah. I no... I mean, they're their own experience. You have to know what you're kind of getting yourself into, but... Absolutely. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not interested in being a guinea pig, so. Yeah. Same. I just had that was a random thought. I feel like we could make a make your landmark post or something about like best things to bring to music festival. Oh yeah, that's a good we've idea. Cuz we've got a we've got a good list. Like your own toilet paper. <laughs> And sanitizer. <laughs> yes, your toiletries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could have a good article, post, all that, video. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we can be your your advisors. Yeah. Well, speaking of Ryan Ferguson, who was on <laughs> this most recent yeah. season of The Amazing Race, we hope to one day be on a recent upcoming season of the amazing race so every week we talk about a reason why we should be on the show so callan do you have a reason for us today yes great transition it was like (laughs) we plan that or something (laughs) so my reason this week is that we're not afraid to do something a little crazy if it'll get us ahead you know when we're on the show um we, we will show our dedication whatever way we need to. Yes. So, uh, for any Amazing Race fans listening, you might remember back in the day where there was a fast forward and they had to get a tattoo, real live ink in your skin tattoo. <laughs> um, and if they did it, then they... Fast forwarded, they skipped all the challenges, went straight to the pit stop, and, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed um, first place and moving on to the next leg. I, they haven't done that in a long time, and they haven't even done a fast forward really in a while, but if that were to come up and there was something crazy, whether it's shaving your head, like we've mentioned on here, or getting a tattoo, a piercing, anything Mm -hmm. like that, then... We're down. We <laughs> we've already signed our waivers. Like we're we're there. Yeah. Um. The funniest part about that tattoo is that it was literally an FF <laughs> for fast forward. Yeah. And I I I think I would have been like, can I get something like a little more interesting? Like I feel like AR even would have been better. Yeah. You know. Maybe not T-A-R, so it's not tar. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or even like, uh, I don't know. I don't. The Amazing Rays, I don't, yeah. I know, the coordinates of where you are, like a little circle for the earth. Yeah. Anything, I feel like, is better than (laughs) FF. Like, and the way they stacked it, it kind of looked almost like a superhero logo. (laughs) You know, like, this is our, like, like, I feel like people would think that I thought I was, like, the Flash (laughs) or something. (laughs) But, regardless, we would have done it, and we would have made it to the pit stop. So, you know, we're willing to draw blood i guess (laughs) for the race absolutely yeah we're we're down to have our first tattoo be on the race you know that's memorable yes i should have prefaced with the fact that neither one of us have tattoos so it's not like we can just add it to right to our sleeve or something something. yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) this would be this would be the first one so anyway um just putting that out there yeah if they need people with with guts then that's right 
Yeah, it's not as fun when people don't follow through on the fast forward. So we yeah. would nobody nobody likes a chicken. Right, exactly. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. Yeah, we've talked about getting friend tattoos one day, so might as yeah. well do it while we're making our dream come true. Maybe even if we don't get on the race and we get friend tattoos, we should get FF. Just for <laughs> Absolutely. That shows we are committed. Honestly, I feel like that would have more meaning, like referencing the tattoo on the show than the actual tattoo they got. <laughs> that's <did>. true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's pretty deep in the in the fandoms. People will be like, wow. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. That's intense. Like. You you are a real fan. Nobody <laughs> could compete with us. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Never, you know, I feel like tattoos are a symbol of your passions, stuff that you enjoy, art, right. all that. And that mm-hmm. encompasses all of that. So it's good. Yep. All right. Well, since we're kind of talking about art <laughs> and Ooh. a lot of these people have tattoos, it's a great segue. <laughs> Okay. Um, So last time I did an education segment, I talked about the challenge, which is on Paramount Plus. And so I'm kind of on the same Paramount Plus kick. Um, The it's it's a mini series called Cradle to Stage. Mm -hmm. Not sure if you've heard of that. I have not. Okay. Well, it's a Paramount Plus original. And I actually saw an ad for it while watching the challenge. <laughs> and Look at that. Yeah. And I put it on my list to watch. So I was like, oh, miniseries? I can knock that out in a Saturday. And I did. Um, <laughs> very, very easy to watch. Six episodes. Super easy. I think they're all like an hour. Maybe not even an yeah. hour. But basically, Dave Grohl, who is part of the Foo Fighters, like the main... Mm-hmm guy the lead singer (laughs) of -hmm. the Foo Fighters him and his mother are the ones who did this series Dave actually directed it and his mother Virginia actually wrote a book called Cradle to Stage and it was about mothers raising rock stars (laughs) basically cool so it was really interesting um I mean we have Mother's Day coming up in a few weeks Mm -hmm. so I figured it was fitting to talk about that And on a sad note, um, also talking about the recent passing of Taylor Hawkins, who was the drummer for Foo Fighters, uh, this series came out before then, so it doesn't reference, it doesn't have any memoriam or anything like that, but Taylor Hawkins has a very small, like, two couple segments in the show, so that's very Mm -hmm. sad, but I figured it was um, a good reminder just to remember him, but... um, Basically, every episode is a different musician, and Dave and his mom, Virginia, will go visit that person and their mother and interview them, get to know them, and then Dave's story is kind of intertwined with each episode, so you really get to know him and you get to know the other people, so I really enjoyed that. Dave Grawl is, like, a very interesting person to me. Um, Mm -hmm. There, speaking of documentaries, there was a random moment in my life, like a phase in my life where I went through like, and I watched several documentaries on bands. Yeah. <laughs> and Foo Fighters was one of them. So um, 
Yeah, Dave himself just has a very interesting story. If you don't know who he is, he was the drummer for Nirvana back in the day. And unfortunately, of course, the passing of Kurt Cobain broke up Nirvana. And then he created Foo Fighters, which have been together Mm -hmm. for like, I don't know, like over 20 years, I think. So I'll kind of go episode by episode and just kind of briefly talk about who they meet. Um, And usually every episode kind of has a theme that maybe like relates to Dave's past or something like that. So first episode, they go to Las Vegas and meet Dan Reynolds and his mom. Dan is the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah. And so a big part of his story is that he is one of nine children um, and he grew up Mormon. So uh, I feel like this is it's pretty common in the news, um, especially for Dan Reynolds. I feel like it's pretty, um, his advocacy for LGBTQ rights is pretty prevalent. So mm-hmm. that's something that they talk about, um, how he grew up as a Mormon and then uh, he went on mission as a Mormon and then discusses um, kind of the processing of his religion and then also how he was raised kind of contradicted his beliefs about LGBTQ rights and everything like that. So talks about mm-hmm. that and some mental health. Um, very interesting. And again, you it's kind of the also the entry point to get to know Dave and his mother and a little bit of his story. Um, and each each episode, you find out kind of like maybe when they really got interested in music and then how they came to be famous, basically. Um, you know, whether it was by chance or it was really putting in the work to find someone or whatever. Maybe all of them are, have such different stories. It's super interesting to figure that out. But episode two is about Pharrell Williams and his mother. And again, kind of has a um, talks about his religion and church influence in his music. Um, And there was one statistic that was wild to me, but it totally makes sense because Pharrell does like producing, writing, and then of course, like he makes his own music. And at one point, he was responsible for 43% of the music on the radio. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like to where I guess like it's either his song, he wrote it, or he like produced it or something like that. Wow. It was just insane, which he is super, super talented. Wow, Um, that's amazing. And you would never know. Exactly, yeah. It was just like, because actually in in his episode, they kind of talk about like who all he's worked with, what songs he's helped produce or write. Um, And it's just like, it it blew (laughs) my mind just to know like what all he's worked on is just, he has a massive list I'm sure his his talents, you know, are very underrated then. The average person yeah. would not know that he is that talented. No, absolutely not. Um, and it, it made me really happy because uh, they talked about Pharrell's work on Justin Timberlake's music. <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm. a big Justin Timberlake fan. And they talked about how Pharrell played some of the drums, which actually oh, yeah. Pharrell started out as a drummer, which is really cool. And, um, like I said, Dave is a drummer also and started Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. being a drummer in Nirvana. And so there's this really cool moment where they're both playing 
a drum kit together and kind of like bouncing off each other. It was really cool. Oh, how cool. Um, so cool. Yeah, so I really enjoyed just like learning more about <laughs> how much of a crazy musical influence Pharrell has had. Mm-hmm. Um, and also he talked about something in the water f- festival. Speaking of festivals, um, <laughs> is a music festival that he's, and it also has a pop-up church, which is interesting. Oh, how interesting. Um, again, talking about kind of like his church influence, um, that's in Virginia beach where he's from. And then he also has a nonprofit called from one hand to another, which is a free camp for underserved kids, educational camp. So that was really neat. I really enjoyed that episode because I really just did not know anything about Pharrell. And I came out like, wow, I love Pharrell. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that amazing? One documentary and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm a a big fan. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It makes you respect him. Exactly. Which is the power of of a documentary. It's true. Made me appreciate all these people, even though half of them, I was like, I don't know who you are. (laughs) I didn't know who those first two people were. Um, Episode three was about Miranda Lambert and her mother. Mm. I'm not the biggest country fan, but I know who Miranda Lambert is, and I know some of her songs. Um, Her episode was really funny because her mom is, like, I guess, like, stereotypical, very silly Texas mother. Yeah. And she was actually her momager as she was starting to Mm. grow up. So that was fun to learn about. And, I, I, again, I didn't know anything about her past – and I did also did not know that she was on Nashville Star. Oh, kind of. I didn't remember that. Yeah, I get. Did you ever watch that? I knew you're a big American Idol person, but <laughs> I know I never crossed over because I myself am not a country fan, and yeah, so I just never watched it. But I remember the ads for that because that was super popular in that that era of American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't remember that she had been on it. It's kind of like how they had, um, remember they had like the comedians version of <laughs> American Idol. Yeah. What was it called? Last Comic Standing, right? Yeah. Or something yeah. Like yeah. They have a lot of, I mean, something like So You Think You Can Dance is still around. And yeah. Yeah. So some Which of those, I did like that. Yeah. I that is a good one. That made me feel like I could dance. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> It's like, uh, I'll just watch you yeah. guys perform. <laughs> mm, yeah. Even though the judges on So You Think You Can Dance, it's like so copied from Simon and Paula. True. Yeah. But as it's always, okay. it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> but anyway, back to that. I, did, I didn't remember that she had been on that. Yeah, that was super interesting. I mean, spoiler, she did not win Nashville Star, but Probably that helped did her. better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As the American Idols. Right. Shown us. Um. She also has a store, which was interesting, in Texas that she owns. And okay. it kind of, I guess it, this episode in particular felt more like us, like our home. Like, if he were to come to Mississippi, like, what would happen? And, like, because I think they had, like, a crawfish boil and yeah. just sat around kind of, like, picking their guitars. And um, yeah. they went out and shot shotguns. <laughs> Sounds um, very Texas. Yes, yeah. very stereotypical, like, southern... <laughs> um fun stuff so I kind of related more so to that episode because it just felt like okay this is probably how he would be if he came to our house you know yeah yeah did they talk about Blake Shelton no (laughs) (laughs) she did briefly mention um I think it was more so when she was talking about like she came into the um 
the record label meeting, basically saying, like, I'm not going to be this kind of girl who does, like, poppy music or dresses a certain way. Like, she came in basically saying what she wanted, that she's going to be herself. And she did make the comment about, you know, I have... I don't even know when this interview occurred. So, I... Mm-hmm. Maybe it was before. I mean, I doubt it was before the Blake Shelton divorce. So it was probably after. Mm-hmm. But they didn't specifically talk about him at his name. But they did talk about, um, you know, she's loved and she's lost, and you know that whole thing, mm-hmm. and how that's yeah, yeah, yeah in her music and blah 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 that whole thing. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah. Probably her music was probably better after the fact. Yeah, exactly. It was like you know, I gotta take what you can. Makes your music better. <laughs> <laughs> so next episode. Again, kind of in a more, in a musical area that I'm not so much more familiar with was Brandy Carlisle and her oh. mother. Yeah. Um, so they went to Washington for that, which is interesting because Dave grew up in Virginia, but when he um, joined Nirvana, of course, that was in Washington State. So yeah. it was interesting because they were talking about basically down the street from each other <laughs> way different music genres but it was like super popular in those washington areas um like the country music scene and then the like grunge scene so Mm. that was interesting the biggest things they talked about with this episode was brandy and her family talking about grief with family members especially her grandfather and then dave talking about grieving kurt's death and the difficulty with that, especially mm. with the death being so public. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was a sad, but all, especially with Taylor's death being so recent. Um, yeah. That was a very relevant conversation to have. And then also Brandy and her mother talk about Brandy coming out as gay and meeting her wife and... Braiding her wife having children now and kind of the acceptance that she experienced in her community. Uh, mm-hmm. Her community being like the Washington State area because she actually still lives there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a family farm and that kind of thing. So that was neat. And um, she also has a Fight the Fear campaign, which is a self defense class. And I was like, cool. That's important. That's cool. I feel like you don't hear a lot yeah. about that sometimes. Yeah, I like that. So yeah, again, I really enjoyed the Brandy Carlisle one. Have no, I recognize the name, and yeah. obviously she's very talented. Um, and they mm-hmm. interviewed like the identical twins who were in her band, so that was fun. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> I don't know who this is. I don't know who these yeah. people are. So that was yeah. Fun. I I know one of her songs. Um, I think it's called The Story. It's probably a really popular one of hers. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good song. Um, really shows off her voice. So I recommend that song. Yeah. Um, and then I think I've heard her featured on something. But I, yeah, I couldn't name more songs than that. But like you said, you kind of have heard the name. And yeah, um, she's really talented. So that's cool. I didn't, I don't, yeah, I didn't know much about her at all. So that's really interesting. And I would like to hear Dave talking about Kurt because I've never actually heard him talk about that experience. So mm-hmm. that would be really interesting to hear, I feel like. Yeah, it was really interesting. I, again, I, I really recommend all of the episodes, even if you don't know who these people are. 
Like, for example, yeah. I didn't really know who Brandy Carlisle was, but I enjoyed it even more because I really didn't know who she was. And yeah. she's very talented. And actually, I saw she was on a lineup for some music festival this summer. And I was like, hey, I know who that is. <laughs> yes. And she's been to Memphis in May um, multiple oh, times. Oh, okay. So. Awesome. Yeah. Always appreciate that. All right. So, episode number five is about Tom Morello, who... If you don't know who he is, again, I didn't know who he was, but he's the guitarist for Rage Against the Machine. Um, oh. And talked about him and his mother, Mary. Uh, they went to Illinois, where he's from. And his story is just very interesting. And really, his mother's story is equally as interesting. Because <laughs> um, she basically, like, traveled the world as a single woman and ended up in Kenya for a while and taught in Kenya and that's where I think that's where Tom actually was born either in Kenya or she moved back to the States and gave birth to him there I, I don't remember where he was born but a large part of what they talk about is her raising a son as a single woman mm-hmm. um especially during whatever decade that is I don't know <laughs> I can't I don't remember how old he is Um, but regardless, raising a child, a single parent is difficult, but especially given where they lived, um, there was a lot of stigma around having a biracial child and also being a single person, a single Mm -hmm. woman in that community was really difficult. But my goodness, Mary Morello is like, she's a badass, if I will just say so. Yeah, I believe um, it. Because she was a very vocal protester for a lot of social issues, racial issues, really anything across the board. She would stand up for that, like, back then when she was younger and then all the way till current as her, mm-hmm. um, as Tom had, does protest music for different activists. And he will go to these protests and rallies and... um will play music and help kind of get the crowd going and make their voice heard over that. Yeah. So that's really cool because it definitely, you can see where he learned that from with his mom. And mm-hmm. actually they go to a rally in the show because they're in, oh. I think it was in Los Angeles. Um, there was like a uh, a rally for the teachers found that super interesting again I feel like his mom is equally as interesting (laughs) some of the (laughs) other women there I mean they go a little bit into those mothers but I feel like her story particularly is very interesting and they go to go through a lot of her past because it's super super yeah super informative just to how he learned all of that and everything it's like just as much her story yeah exactly yeah, I I know nothing about Rage Against the Machine aside from their name. So <laughs> right, that would be informative for me. Yes. Yeah, super interesting. I had no idea who he was, but now I, I know. To learn. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Morello. There you go. So the last episode, again, one of the more interesting ones, even more so because I watched a documentary about this band also. Uh, okay. But the last episode is about Getty Lee of Rush. Highly recommend the Rush documentary on Netflix as well. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, good to know. But it was also really interesting because Dave fell in love with the drums by listening to Rush. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was really cool. He talked about, basically, okay, I'm just going to brag on Dave here for a moment. This man, okay, got a guitar, um, basically, like, got some money together and bought, like, a pretty cheap guitar um, mm-hmm. and learned, basically taught himself how to play guitar. Uh, he took, like, one lesson and was really bored by it, so he didn't take another one. So he taught mm-hmm. himself and apparently to this day, he still cannot read music and he just plays oh, everything wow. by ear. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which some of like the best musicians I've, I mean, I've ever p- met personally can't read music yeah. and they j- can just, they just know it off of their ear. So wow. um, he did that. So he was like, he was in a, a band um, and then like to learn the guitar and then he got all of these Rush albums Mm-hmm. Again, this man is crazy. And obviously <laughs> his mother knew that something was special about him because mm-hmm. she did <laughs> she's a teacher herself and she let him drop out of high school to join a band. <laughs> wow, yeah. She um, knew something was special. Yeah, she knew he had the special sauce. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he got all these rush albums and would just like soaked it all in. And he taught himself how to play drums without a drum kit. So he would sit on the edge of his bed and would put like different pillows together. Like this is the snare. This is the bass. This is blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And then he would learn the drums by listening to the song. And then he would hit his pillows like whichever one it uh, like correlated with. And that's how he taught himself to play the drums without any drums. (laughs) And so like the first time he played drums was like, like was at this, like, I think it was like a friend's house or something for like a band audition. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, I can do that. And so he like goes and that was like the first time he played drums was just, you know. He already knew how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Just freaking wild. So obviously that made him, that made him really fall in love with the drums, which the drums is what led him to Nirvana and then led him to his entire career. Mm -hmm. So he talks about how much he just loves Geddy Lee and loves Rush. So that was fun because it was just like, I felt like I was like seeing someone meet their hero, which was cool. Yeah, (laughs) like fan, fanboy. Yeah, exactly. Um, And so... Getty Lee and his mother, Mary, met, and that was really sweet, because actually his parents were Holocaust survivors, and had met before, they met when they were pretty, like, teenagers, and they were separated, Um, they both were taken to concentration camps, and thankfully they both survived, but they were trying to find each other again, and it was just a really sweet love story, because basically he tried, he basically was trying to find her and wasn't sure if she was dead or alive. And they end up going to Canada and create this life together and, um, and talks about how beautiful their life was and everything like that. But Getty Lee's father died when he was 14. So he talked a lot about, he matured probably Mm -hmm. younger than some other boys 
um, mm-hmm. just given his circumstance and everything. But that was really beautiful, just talking about his family. Like, they interviewed his sister as well, and his mother, obviously. Um, and they talked about, you know, how Getty and Rush got so big, and um, and then eventually him, like, them breaking up and that whole situation. Talked about how important family is. And, again, a similar kind of uh, parallel with Dave talking about his children um, and his daughter, Violet, in particular, who wants to be a musician as well. And so that was cool. They, um, actually, the last episode, she brings, uh, his, Dave's mother, Virginia, brings together I don't know if all of the moms make it, but even some moms that were not mentioned in the show, like Adam Levine's mom was there. There yeah. were there were a couple of mothers that like weren't mentioned on the show, but I'm assuming maybe are in her book. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a dinner all together as the mothers, and that was really cute. They all got That's together cute. sharing their stories, yeah. and actually Dave and Violet performed. Um, a song together so that was cute Dave was talking about I think they were on tour like Foo Fighters was on tour somewhere and he wanted Violet to perform a song and um, he was gonna let her like pick what song she wanted to do and she chose a Nirvana song and so like they went out and performed that and so that was cool that's sweet yeah a really good show very easy to watch and like I said even if you don't know who these people are all of the episodes I found very interesting for different reasons um I guess if you don't like Dave Grohl then you probably won't like it because <laughs> he's in every <laughs> How episode I know Dave Grohl it's true it's true so anyway highly recommend yeah. all of it's on Paramount Plus so pretty easy to find yeah very good to know I yeah I hadn't I don't think I've even seen an advertiser or heard about it, so I'm glad you talked about it. it. Sounds really interesting, right up my alley. I love a good docu series. I don't know. I just I'm like you. I like walking away with like facts. You know, it's yeah. just like it's a conversation. It is. Piece. I don't know. I just think if you watch documentaries, then you have something that you can talk to somebody about. Yeah. Even if they don't know anything about brandy carlisle that you can say hey <laughs> right did you know this this and this and it's just nice like pop culture has its own sort of education and i just think that's it's fun it's yeah. a hobby it's its own topic and and with this i like that they show different types of families and different yeah you know stories of of how people were brought up or you know <clears throat> I don't know. I think that's a cool take on it. Um, and I don't know. You just learn about people in general. And so I think that's cool. So I definitely want to check that out. It sounds really neat. Yeah. It was great. I feel like I learned about the Foo Fighters. Well, my brother's a big Foo Fighters fan. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I really learned about them playing rock band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Guitar Hero. It's like Monkey Wrench and Learn to Fly. Big big game songs <laughs> i love both it. very good and the pretender pretender is so good yeah so, definitely check out foo fighters music if you have not if you're yeah. living under a rock <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good stuff 
Definitely. Yeah, I think they won like three Grammys this year. Yeah. Wow. Get it. Everyone, this has been a joy. I have thoroughly enjoyed it all. I feel like I've learned something. I hope you have too. I feel more culture, cultural. (laughs) I don't know. Um, And that's really what we aim to do is to leave you with a little bit of pop culture knowledge that may have value, may have none, but it's fun nonetheless. So exactly. um, thank, (laughs) Thank you for joining us. Please leave us a rating um i did notice we got another rating the other day awesome we're, we're ticking on up um it was positive so that's good even um, better so would, <laughs> i know uh, we would love for you to join join that feel free to leave a review um with your feedback and um subscribe of course so that you don't miss any future episodes and join us on instagram twitter discord and send us an email um we're excited to connect with you in any way that you are wanting to so um join us yes thank you again so much for listening i'm callan i'm anna The only thing I'll ever ask of you, you got to promise not to stop when I say when.